Welcome into Up in the Rafters, a podcast brought to you this basketball season by our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. Co-hosting this, I'm Taylor Vipolis. This year, I'm joined, as always, by national champion, most outstanding player of the Final Four, and a Carolina basketball legend, the ACC Network's Joel Berry. started recording immediately we had a, a a bit of a technical problem when we first started can you just give the fans a, a little peek behind the curtain and what what happened well, i it wasn't a technical problem that was just common sense man you you about had me throw my computer out the window i thought something was going on come to find out my man did not have his his uh his headphones plugged in so that's <laughs> that's where we that's where we started out this evening <laughs> we, we, we were trying to figure it out for five minutes we were joe was joining and, and leaving and joining changing the settings on his mic was saying oh. that he wasn't doing anything different and i was like i can't hear you we're on the phone trying to figure it out i got I everything down plugged my, in i looked down at my mic i, I see my headphones clearly <laughs> on phone man and it's funny because the reason why i uh I was a little late joining was because I was just watching one of your lowest moments where I guess yeah. you left the S off of coach Williams last name. Yeah. I'll, I'll plug that in for anybody who, who wants to watch it, but on the Levitard show, <laughs> I was texting a friend. This was right as Carolina lost in the uh, NCAA tournament to Wisconsin coach Williams last year. Hadn't announced he was retiring yet. I'm texting a friend about coaches. i would like to see replace Roy Williams if if Roy would retire. So I I leave the text message with my friend. I go to the notes app. I type out the full list and, and why I think each person would be a great candidate to replace Coach Williams. And then without thinking, I go back to my messages. And instead of just clicking on the last message, I hit like start a new message. I typed Roy Williams because I had Coach Williams on my brain. <laughs> And I sent the list and I didn't realize it initially, but I'm going, I'm going back and my friend still hasn't responded with within like the next hour. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. We were going back and forth having this conversation. So I scroll to my messages and the the last name that I see I texted was Roy Williams. And I was like, you got oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, did, he, I, did he respond? No, no, he did not respond. The the I've talked to some people around the basketball program and they're like, there's an 80 percent chance he never saw that message. And the other reason why I kind of think that is I've seen him since I saw him both trips to Madison Square Garden, both last year and this year against UConn. Never brings it up. He, he's nothing but nice to me. He always tells me, like, Taylor, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. <laughs> but don't, don't text me a list of coaches you want to replace me. Uh, before I announced uh, that I'm retiring, yeah, it was it was one of the worst moments. Yeah, of my that life. is that is hilarious. Well, you sent it to the right person because he, I think he's a little challenged with using his using his cell phone. So 
if it's if there's anybody anyone that you could have sent it to that it would have <laughs> that it was best that you sent it to him so <laughs> and, and the only reason it came out this was this was like a story like i was willing to take to the grave like i was i was never going to say it but in our pre-show meeting with the Levitard show dan comes over and he was like has anybody ever texted somebody by accident because I had something happen to me this past weekend where I texted somebody, I wanted like a food order and I texted it to the wrong person. I was like, this is pre-show off air. I was like, one time I texted Roy Williams, a list of his replacements. And then I, he's laughing and he's walking away. And I was like, but I don't want that going to, to air. And we go into the live hour and he accidentally says it within the first like 15 minutes on the live hour oh. and then he let me he let me come in and explain it and afterwards he's like why didn't you want that story out there it's so funny i was like i don't really want to broadcast like how incompetent i was in that moment <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey that is hilarious man i wonder i wondered it i mean i guess that's a mystery that will never be solved if uh yeah unless we just come out and ask coach if he ever remember yeah. receiving a a text message of his replacement from a Taylor Bippless. <laughs> probably like he was probably like, who was texting me that Porter Moser would be a good replacement? <laughs> and oh I was, man, I was in I was in Chapel Hill this past Saturday, and sometimes like like when you say things on, on a mic or in front of a camera, you're like, who, who's really listening to this? You know what I mean? And. Right. uh I'm walking around the Dean Dome and I get stopped and, and Marcus Ginyard comes up to me and he was like, Hey man, we have a group chat. It's like me, Bobby Frazier, Tyler Hansbro. Everybody was dying laughing hearing that story. I'm like, right, right. That's going, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure now it'll probably get to coach Williams in some way, shape or form. So <laughs> I, I, I really hope not, but, Speaking of being in Chapel uh, Hill this past week, this Carolina team is absolutely rolling right now. They're they're winners of six straight. They're undefeated in conference play just this past week. They go on the road, continue continue their winning on the road. They beat NC State, who you famously last week said they're not a rivalry because they the NC State doesn't win enough. Proved you right with Carolina pulling away late in that game, and then Carolina beat Syracuse very handily 103 to 67 Carolina moves up to number four in the latest AP poll biggest takeaways watching this team the past week uh man I just want to say one it has to be exciting for the fans to see this team rolling the way that they are I mean you know I think uh you know, outside of that March the March Madness run to the championship I mean you know the it hasn't Carolina hasn't been to where it is right now. Um, and especially last year, you're talking about wanting to distance distance yourself from what happened last year. They're doing that and they're doing it in, in, in good fashion too. Um, I'm just very impressed with how they've come together as a team. Um, I, I, I love the pieces. I love the, the fight. I love the, uh, the dog that this team has. Um, and I've been I've been very impressed. What what caught my eye is just how they won in two different ways. Um, but ultimately, it was really in the same way because defensively they have been fantastic. Um, but against NC State, uh, you know they didn't score the ball at the rate that they scored it against Syracuse. Um, but they still were able to get the job done. 
and then you come into Syracuse game and they they they're shooting the crap out of the ball. Um, and they're still able to have a great defensive game. So I just think it it goes to show that this team can win in different ways, and they have different guys that are stepping up in in, in different ways and contributing, um, which is which is awesome. Um, so man, this 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 Carolina team is impressive right now. Um, and and they're doing it in 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 really good fashion, as I said before. Yeah, you you talked about this team wanting to distance themselves from from last year's team, and that's been one of my favorite talking points this season. When whenever Hubert Davis is asked about it, or whenever R.J. Davis is asked about it, because the media likes to have those talking points, they they like to you know do that compare and contrast to like what's working different and, and whatnot. And the Carolina response has been pretty consistent the whole time where it's like, hey, this is a new year. Please, please. Like we're please. putting that in the past. You don't have to ask right. us about it. We're, we're not <laughs> answering any more questions about what happened last year. We have this this new goal and, and this new team. And especially when you you look at this team, it's Elliot Cadeau wasn't there last year. Cormac Ryan wasn't there last year. Jalen Withers, um, Paxton Wojcik. Harrison Ingram, like this team is not last year's team. So there really is no totally point in, in doing the, the whole comparison. <laughs> so I, I have liked every time somebody has asked them about that to be like, hey, we're, we're not talking about it. So quit asking the, the Knicks. Yeah, season. just cut it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just cut it, man. And the one thing that I want to mention about is like the, my, my only problem is like, you know, we're all about we're all about the kids and in like you know, in my role where analyzing the game, I just think people are still taking it way too out of context with Caleb Love, man. Like this is something that when you talk about uh, a transfer portal, um, ideally like how you would like for it to look, this is, this is an example of how you want it to look with Caleb Love. Like people are still trying to slander his name as him being the problem. And it's just like, look, man, like sometimes, sometimes it's like the old girlfriend in high school. You just got, you got to let her go. And, you know, it's not saying that, you know, uh, something was wrong. Maybe it's just, you know, it was just time to just move on and, 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 and do something else. But like the man is thriving at Arizona you, and it's just like Carolina's doing great. He's doing great at Arizona. They're having a really good year. Like just, you know, I just I, I just wish people would just throw that in the back burner and stop talking about that because it's, you know, the guy, the guy, you know, he, he's playing well. Whatever happened, you know, happened last year. We all had crap that we've been through that we necessarily don't aren't happy about. But, hey, it happened. You move on from it. You learn from it. So, um, I, yeah, I just I just need people to cut it, man. <laughs> yeah. it, it has been best case scenario for for both parties where. You mentioned it. Carolina's flourishing. Arizona is the number two team, according to Ken Palm. And Carolina is at number five, according to Ken Palm. You look at Carolina's adjusted offensive efficiency. It's 16th. We talked about at one point this season, the defense for Carolina had to step up because I believe the defensive efficiency was somewhere in the 40s or, or maybe even in the 50s. And you look now at the adjusted defensive efficiency, it's fifth. And after the state game, Hubert Davis made it a point to tell the team that they're not just playing good defense. They're they're playing elite defense. So with with these past couple of games and looking ahead to Carolina's next couple of games, 
what have you seen from this Carolina team on the defensive end to where they have jumped from from the 40s in Ken Palm with uh, defensive efficiency to a top five defense now? Yeah, I, I think one is, you know, defense is a will and a want to, and you have to want to guard and you have to want to be good defensively or in Coach Davis's eyes, elite defensively, which they have been very elite. Um, but that's a will and want to. And then say the, secondly, as you do that individually, you have to do it collectively. And that's that's talking on the defensive end. Um, Carolina does a lot of switching. And I had mentioned before when they played UConn. Now, UConn is a very different team. You know, the sets that, uh, that Hurley runs is, you know, I've seen some of the some of the the uh, plays on on Twitter that 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 have been broken down, man, and they can they can spin you around. Um, yep. So you know that team is is very unique in what they do. But uh, Carolina does a lot of switching, and that takes a lot of talking and communicating. Um, and they they've been doing that, and they just. Uh, um, they've been guarding perimeter wise. We saw in the Syracuse game a little bit earlier than, than usual. They got out and they started guarding 94 feet. Um, you got a guy like Seth Trimble that you can put on, put on the ball and just really be a hound and, and, and disruptive defensively as the guard is trying to bring up the ball to shorten the shot clock and put pressure on offenses to play with a short shot clock. Um, and then I think the biggest thing that Coach Davis pointed out was the rebound battle. Um, they're re- rebound winning the rebound battle by 10 plus uh, rebounds right now. So when you talk about limiting t- teams to one possession um, and then getting out on the break or uh, transitioning over to the offensive end, that's when you're at your best. So the will and want to and then finishing possessions is what Carolina has been doing and is why they're they're playing elite defense right now yeah some of the the numbers that kind of highlight carolina's improvements defensively the the three-point defense the past two games they held uh nc state and syracuse to a combined 11 of 40 from three so 27.5 percent which has been a a problem historically for carolina guarding guarding the three and then there there was that stretch in the season where Carolina was getting out rebounded and Hubert Davis made that an emphasis. And, you know, this is now six, six or seven straight games where Carolina has won the, the rebounding battle. And I thought there was an interesting quote after the Syracuse game from Hubert Davis, where he talked about challenging the guys. And the, the exact quote was, I also think the guys now are able to see the benefit of playing great defense. You could talk about it. We need to do this defensively. We need a rebound. But once you do that and you see the benefit as a team and individually, like like more playing time, I think guys are like, oh, nice. I, I like to, yeah. I like defense. I like to rebound to box out. <laughs> how how much of that did, did you experience or, or did you see in your time at Chapel Hill where it, it's one thing for a coach to say something, but when when you do that and it starts translating to to more playing time and more opportunities, how does that kind of click in for you? Yeah, I just think, you know, it's not it's not about what the coaches know and what the coaches know the players can do. It's about what the players can ultimately do and what they're willing to buy into. And I think that part of the the, the challenge is getting a team to buy into the philosophy of playing defense. Like, you know, when you think about 
AAU basketball growing up, everybody talked about, you know, putting the ball in the basket, shooting, shooting, scoring, everyone putting emphasis and accolades on scoring. Um, and no one really talked about defense. Uh, but when you have a team like this where they're buying in defensively and you see that that is a way to get on the court, that that that's that's fantastic, man. And that's hats off to I mean the coaching staff for getting the guys to believe in that, but hats off to the players, man, especially in this time right now where it seems that coaches can't coach because a lot of players are in their own feelings and not realizing like every single coach wants the best for you, but sometimes we allow our egos to get in the way. Um, and it seems like this team doesn't allow that. Like guys have bought into their own individual roles. Um, I talked about that with Seb Trimble as, you know, crushing it in his role. Um, but a lot of guys have bought into their role, man. And you can see each and every game that they're buying in more and more. So, uh, yeah, man, that's 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 part of the challenges being able to get, you know, being able to see that vision. And I just think back to our 2016-17 or no, 2015-16 team when we made it to the final four. We played against Virginia at Virginia. And, man, we could score the ball with anyone. I think we were the number one offense on Kimpom. But defensively, man, we were terrible. And after that game, Coach challenged us, and everybody took on the challenge, and we became one of the best defensive teams in the country. And that was ultimately what led us to the Final Four. So, like I said, it's not the, – the coaches can tell the players, hey, this is what we want to do defensively, but it's up to the players to buy in and, and, and to want to play defense, and that's what they're doing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Sticking with the defense, we we know R.J. Davis is a bucket. He could score at all three levels. But you look at this Cuse game, and, and he gets a, a career-high five steals. Where have you seen his growth as a defender? Because it, it feels like it wasn't too long ago where offenses were trying to pick on him and, and hunt him in matchups. But he, he's he's now more than holding his own. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Taylor, what gets you to play defense is when that ball's going in the basket <laughs> and you got that energy, you know, it's nothing like hitting a three-point shot or, you know, playing the way that he is. You just get, I mean, you have the energy to do everything. It's like you don't even worry about getting tired. Um, so that's one That's one thing. But two, in all honesty, I think that, um, you know, having guys around you that, that challenge you every single day, um, you know, it, is it, it's it's contagious 
Um, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting there watching the practices or anything, but you can just tell that these guys are very competitive and I'm sure they they hold each other to a high standard in practice. Um, and I think that. Yeah, I just I think that that's part of the part of the reason why he he is playing the way that he is, because he has guys around him that hold him up, hold him accountable for his part on the defensive end. Yeah, and, and the other person I wanted to mention, uh, two more players I wanted to mention from the Syracuse game specifically and how their roles kind of project for this Carolina team. Jalen Withers, I, I thought he has there were there were times earlier in the season where he's he's going through his struggles naturally coming from a Louisville team that didn't have a, a ton of success <laughs> this year. This is kind of a, a, a new process for him now playing on a top 10 team. And you see the, the trust that the coaching staff has in him to, you know, there, there's a lot of times where he made mistakes early in the year and, and fans are like, let's, let's, you know, take him out. But you kind of have to go through those growing pains to, to get to where he was against Syracuse. And I think one of the things you see with him is Carolina can go to more full court pressure. And I think that really disrupted Syracuse from, from getting into their yeah. offense. And, Carolina also has the opportunity with somebody like Jalen Withers where you could play Harrison Ingram at the three, Withers at the four, Armando Baycott at the five, and, and the flexibility that kind of gives Carolina to to play these bigger lineups. What have you seen for, from Jalen Withers and both with with the, the pressure you could extend with him on the court and the, the lineup flexibility to, to maybe outside some of these teams to where you are winning the rebounding margin a lot easier? Yeah, I think it's I think it's very valuable to have a guy like him that um that can come off the come off the bench and 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 give you that uh that versatility. You know, that's that's what's common in the game now is versatility and interchangeability between guys who have length and size and athleticism. And that's what he gives you. Um to your point, like coming from Louisville, you know, he he he's back quite a bit man i mean at one point if i if i remember correctly man he was he was killing it on louisville um he was balling at one point and then you know sometimes you get those egos on your team and and things go the wrong way but um you know it's not to slander louisville but it's just saying he had to get back to understanding how to one how to win and then how to play with other great players around him and i think he's thriving right now and you can tell by the way that he's playing he's very he very, he's very excited to be on this team. Um, and, and, and he's, and he's loving it, but I just think, man, I, I, I would say that that was probably his against Syracuse. That was probably his better game on the season. Um, you can just tell he's getting comfortable and knowing what he needs to do when he's out there on the court. And then, you know, as the season pro, uh, goes along, he'll be able to add some things and we'll be able to see some new things, um, that he's capable of doing. Um, but man, I just think that, you know, the way that he played last game man, and being able to have someone at his size and length to be able to play at that four spot and guard multiple positions um, just gives you a different look. Yeah, he was a plus eight in 13 minutes. Another player that was uh, very efficient in a, a limited amount of minutes was Jalen Washington, who who is plus 16 in 12 minutes. Yeah. And with with. Jalen Washington, it seems like Carolina has gotten more and more comfortable with not having to rely so heavily on Armando Baycott, where 
if he gets in foul trouble early, there, there's no panic because Jalen Washington has continued to develop. Hubert Davis called him the best post defender that this Carolina team has. What have you seen from Jalen Washington's development up to this point? Yeah, man, he just played. He, he, well, one, I think uh, he's a lot more comfortable in his body now. Um, I think last year, you know, he was still trying to get back from his injuries that he's that he's had in the past, um, which can take some time to be able to trust yourself as you're getting physical with other guys and and having that confidence and trust that your body can hold up. Uh, and so I think he's that that is the most important. And then now he's understanding his role. He under, he's understanding what he can do. Um, I think he, he does bring the shot blocking ability that Armando, you know, doesn't present. Um, and Armando, it's not saying that Armando doesn't block shots. He does. And he does a great job of walling up and not allowing people to uh, to finish. But uh, Jalen Washington is, you know, a little bit longer. Um and and can you know get off the body of someone and still be able to contest the shot um but i just think you know with him being relentless around the rim um and and trying to clean up every single rebound on both sides of the ball defensively and offensively um but he's just a lot more comfortable man and i think he's another guy that we will see um just as the season prolongs man he'll be able to step up and 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 bring a spark i mean you look at his minutes he had 12 minutes, four for five, 11, 11 points. And you said, you know, plus 16. Armando played 17 minutes. And having a guy like Jalen Washington come off the bench, man, that's so valuable to their team. Like, I think it's an underrated aspect of what a bench can do for you when you talk about not having a drop off. Like, one is pretty dominant dominant that Armando can have 16 and 11 in 17 minutes, which is yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Let's start there. But secondly, Jalen Washington being able to come off the bench and provide that man is, is, is valuable to this team. Quick break. So I could remind everybody about our friends over at Johnny t-shirt. If you're going to be in Chapel Hill, you can visit Johnny t-shirt on Franklin street. If not, no worries. You could visit them online at Johnny t-shirt.com basketball season in full swing now they've got everything the carolina fan could possibly want they've got the hats the jerseys the t-shirts you name it they have it they're currently running great deals over there with their sale with their sale items they have 25 percent off all unc headwear they've got the carolina cold weather gear now that it is getting colder and colder i was once once i left miami and i got to chapel hill I almost ran right over to Johnny T-shirt to get to get some hoodies because I was I was not prepared for that. But Johnny T-shirt has you covered. It's great people and great customer service. And don't forget, Inside Carolina Premium subscribers save ten percent off their orders. Joel, this Carolina team we mentioned they're they're in the top five now in the AP top five. How do you avoid the trap of walking around campus and, and everybody? that talks to you because you guys are essentially, you know, mini celebrities when, when you're walking through campus, how do you avoid the trap of everybody wanting to tell you how great you are and wanting to pat you on the back and about just, you know, how well you are playing, knowing that you do have such a long season ahead of you. Man, that's when, that's when those NIL deals come into play, man, you got to go get those, those headphones and you got to keep them in all around campus, you know? Can't I'm just like, no man? I think uh, I think that's the challenge. Um, 
that's the challenge is not allowing the outside noise to impact what's going on. Um, and especially with, with all that they're doing right now, um, that's, it's easy for, uh, you know, I talked about it earlier for egos to get in the way. Um, and it's easy to get out of doing what you're doing. Um, and when you have an opportunity in front of, in, in, in front of you and what they have in front of them, man, you just got to keep showing up each and every day and being disciplined and being, intentional about what you're doing um because it's easy to 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 stop doing what you're doing and and let those let those habits that you build go away so i think um i think this team is a lot more mature um i think they're like the sixth oldest team in the country um or, or with experience um and so i think the maturity level is there with this team will be able to stay on track and um, now that they see what they can do, um, it gives you gives you a little bit more um, want to to continue to do what you're doing. Um, and I, I just think with the maturity of this team and the guys that they that are a little bit older, I think they'll be able to um, stick with it and be intentional about what they're doing. Before we wrap up, a big shout out to our friends at Congruity. Congruity is a North Carolina based national coverage local presence company with personal support straight from the Tar Heel State. Congruity is empowering small and mid-sized business owners with HR and payroll outsourcing, enabling you to grow your business while they take care of your greatest assets, your people. And they are doing it with top-of-the-line technology and services for every stage of your business's growth with a state-of-the-art online platform. Congruity, they are obsessed with customer service where they become part of your team. They do the heavy lifting, providing essential admin support with a single point of contact and support available on demand with services that are tailor-made for you, transforming your organization. Congruity has helped hundreds of businesses improve and enhance their day-to-day -day lives, level up your HR capabilities, save money, unlock game-changing growth, Visit congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels to learn all about Congruity. Fill a quick form to be connected to their consultants, and they'll give Inside Carolina listeners or viewers a payroll and HR assessment for free. That's congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels, congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels. All right, back to the episode. It's a busy week ahead for the Tar Heels. They have Louisville Wednesday in Chapel Hill at Boston College on Saturday, and then back in Chapel Hill Monday against Wake Forest. Quick turnarounds with, with all that travel. How do you best prepare yourself for, for that stretch of games in, in that short amount of time from a, a scouting and also a, a health perspective, knowing that you have three games in, in the span of you know a week or less? Yeah, I mean, this is when you lock in. Um, you know, you got a chance, like if you look at their next – five games, man, they got a chance to really go 10 and 0, um, which is crazy heading into that Duke game. Um, and so this is an opportunity where you can set yourself apart from all from from the teams behind you. Um, because there's some good teams and there's no telling what Carolina do in these five games, but they got a they got the chance to do it. When it comes to these quick turnarounds, it's it's being a professional, um, getting the treatment, making sure you're eating the right way. Um, there's time, you know, being on the road instead of laying in the bed, you know, if you have treatment or you got, you have a nagging injury or something that needs to be done, 
you can't sit there and, and, and play the PS5 or stay on the phone. You take your phone with you. Go down and get some treatment. Um, and I think that's that's part of, you know, the, within the season and, and right now, um, you have to treat your body um, the way that it should be treated because it's so easy for it, for those little nagging injuries. You know, you're never 100%. A lot of these guys are playing at 90, you know, so, sometimes below 90. If you if you don't do what you need to do, it can easily go down. So just taking care of their bodies is most important. With a game on Monday, I have to talk to the people over at Inside Carolina to see when we're back on the schedule. I'm pretty sure we'll be back on Tuesday to break down the week of Carolina basketball. But, Joel, appreciate the time as always and appreciate everybody watching and listening. Yes, sir. Thank you, my guy. Always enjoy it.